0: Welcome to Open to Hope Radio with your host, Mother-Daughter Team, Dr. Gloria, and Dr. Heidi Horsley. This show is brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation, with the mission of helping people find hope after loss. This show has been edited for your convenience. Now, Open to Hope Radio. We're going to talk to Anne today about loss of a sibling and the healing power of music. Ann Smith lives in New York City where she has earned the reputation of a unique and gifted singer and musician. She is an identical twin and one of nine children. Her first CD, entitled Until Next Time, featured Richie Nada, former saxophone player for Billy Joel, and Julio Fernandez, guitarist for Spyro Gyra. Ann has recently completed a wonderful children's story called The Dancing Tree's Secret, which I've seen. It's beautiful inspired by the loss of her younger sister Kathy in two thousand one. And Anne, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you here.
1: Hi Gloria. Hi Heidi you teach at the town school, is that right? It's actually a school called the Parkside School oh, the for Park Special Park school. Needs. Okay. Special needs school on the upper west side. Uh-huh. And you you teach music there? Yes.
2: What a what a wonderful gift to have you as a music teacher, don't oh, you think thank Heidi? Thank
3: you.
0: I said that when I met Anne, absolutely. And I mean to introduce music to these kids, and music is so healing and so soothing and therapeutic.
2: Well, I wanted to tell our audience where we first came upon Anne, and it was at the Com- Compassionate Friends meeting in Portland, right, Anne?
1: That's right. It was uh, just one of the uh, so ironic that here I go all the way to Portland, and I'm sitting back in my neighborhood where where Heidi lives and practices her 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 practice. And life is very funny that way. We probably would have never met if I hadn't gone all the way across the country. (laughs) It it
0: is odd because Anne literally lives a block or two from where I work, from my private practice. So it was wonderful to get together with her and get to know her before the show.
2: And both meeting in Portland. How did they find you, Anne? Now, I know you've you got something very dear to Heidi's heart, which is sibling loss. Yes. And uh, tell us about how they found you for that Portland conference.
1: It was a, a really beautiful series of, you know, we know there are no coincidences. You know, I think that the world is, is waking up to that fact. Uh, I read, uh, actually, it was an AOL um, search, and I saw a title that was uh, A Star in the Deepest Night. After the Loss of a Child. And I thought, wow, that's an interesting title. And I just clicked. The search engine opened up into this book of poetry by Janice Gentry. And she's a board member of the Compassionate Friends. And And,
0: and I've got to say, Anne, she's also one of our writers. And her ah, poetry is absolutely gorgeous.
1: So it was by, by chance that I just... Found her surfing the net and the web, and I sent her a note of condolence, just expressing how how touched I was by her poetry. And I gave her my website, and she contacted me uh, a couple months later, asking me to perform at the the national conference.
2: Okay, mom. Well, Anne, um, talk a little bit about Kathy and tell our audience a little bit about her, and then I think we're going to uh, play your first song, still, which uh, is connected with her loss, right?
1: Sure. Okay. Um, Kathy is, I always speak in the present sense because she feels so present still. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Yeah. At the time we lost Kathy, she was 36. Uh, She was uh, anorexic and she had struggled all her life with that and eventually just succumbed due to um, imbalance of electrolytes and whatnot. But it was a very unexpected event, nevertheless. Um, Nine children in my family, six girls, Three boys. Wow! Um, and you're a twin too. Yes, right? I'm an identical twin. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and Anne's the oldest.
1: Well, my twin sister's three minutes okay.
0: older. I never, <laughs> I never let her forget that. <laughs> um,
2: and so this was your little sister.
0: Yes. Wow. Yes. And I, I always say when I do shows on sibling loss, I was three years older than my brother. Now, how how many years younger was Kathy than you? Anne? Two.
1: Only two. Two
0: years younger. It is. I think it's really strange to lose a sibling at all but also to lose a younger sibling because for me I always thought on some level that I would die before Scott and that we would grow old together obviously and eventually die when we were older old age but that I you know he was my baby brother so it was almost inconceivable that he would die before me
1: yeah it's a I remember thinking and I I thought this phrase and then I've read it from other people that when at the moment that I heard it my blood stopped and then started flowing the opposite it mm-hmm. was so unreal and i i thought of that feeling and then years later i read it in a book that exact phrase that my blood started going in the opposite direction it was very well wow. uh,
2: mm-hmm. now powerful. Tell us about uh, this song we're going to hear still still,
1: still dangerous mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a song that really identifies the vulnerability of loss when it's in the, the, that period immediately following when everything reminds you of that person and you just it, you can, you can't even bear to speak their name. Uh, it's just a very, very vulnerable time. And that's what song, for me as a musician, a singer-songwriter, that's the, one of the ways I can heal is through the arts. And mm-hmm. I feel blessed to be able to do that. And I hope this song will touch you.
0: It's, it's wonderful I so identified with it and I've listened to it many times but you know it, it, initially at the beginning I couldn't even look at Scott's pictures because I couldn't even go down that road in my head I mean it was just too painful everything I did like you said was too dangerous
1: and then the, there's a part of the lyric that says uh, I, I feel like it's the same day I lost you it feels like the same day I lost you and it can feel like that for a long time it can feel like that moment um, so that's what this song is about
2: Oh, good. Well, let's hear it.
4: A voice on the phone, a face in the crowd can catch me by surprise.
2: I find myself
4: suddenly drowning in the middle. Same day I lost you, it's almost been three years. Like some kind of addict, I go through your pictures till I find the one, the one where your body's so smooth and so tan that I can't. the same
2: Uh, Anne, what a wonderful tribute to Kathy. Thank you. And what a, an amazing thought about it being dangerous. You know, it's a strange thing because um, we're encouraged to talk about it and tell the story, but it is dangerous to go to those places, and particularly when, you know, you may not be able to break down at certain places and that kind of thing.
0: Absolutely. And I love the place in the song that says, It feels like the same day I lost you, and it's almost been three years, because I so identify with that, Anne. Time takes on a completely different significance yes. when you think that your sister was going to be in your life yes for the rest of your life
1: you're, you're right and uh, I think even after I recorded the song and he is sitting here with headphones, it's reminding me of recording it in the studio uh-huh. and I have a lump in my throat um, but after I recorded it and I kind of got it out of me and I shared it with my family even they they found it dangerous to listen to it Mm -hmm. was uh, this work of art and it's been kind of sitting around and i'm really blessed to be here and share it on your show because it's been waiting waiting (laughs) the song has been uh just sitting yeah i love it and
0: i think that so many out there are going to be able to identify it and and identify with it, and I like when you said, "I guess time will tell me when it's safe to speak your name."
1: That's a hopeful, a, mm-hmm. a, an undercurrent of hope, because at some point, time does it does pass
2: and it does get easier. And then uh, to speak their name is to also to bring them back and keep yes. them in your life. Absolutely, which then it becomes a joyous thing to speak their name, don't you think, Hyde?
0: Absolutely, and then we then we want to hear their name at some point, and we want other people to speak their name. Um, and we want people to pay tribute to the fact that these were the people in our lives and they'll always be important to us, and they do have names.
2: You know, and I was thinking also, Anne, in your business of singing, um, you can't afford to go into the emotion, right?
1: Right. That's, that's very difficult to um, perform under emotional circumstances. And I remember singing at Kathy's funeral. I actually chose a song that you might not think would be performed at a funeral, but if you think about the words, on a clear day... Uh, rise and look around you you'll be part of every mountain sea and shore you can see forevermore. that's what I sang at her funeral and the funniest uh, thing was months for months afterwards if I got into an elevator I would hear that song if I went to an airport I would hear that song I would be in a jazz restaurant and someone would play a riff of on a clear day and I really felt the presence of my sister with that song
2: Mm-hmm. And I think so many times it happens that way with music. Mm-hmm. You'll hear it and, and it brings you back, or, or people tell us that they have their special music that they like to listen to that, that takes them back. I found church music particularly difficult after Scott died.
0: Yeah, and I hear that a lot with people. Some people find, you know, they don't, it's, sometimes the music that reminds us of the people that we love are, is the most difficult to listen to, initially at least
1: church music has a very universal appeal also, which brings in a consciousness that's even more powerful. When you hear it, it automatically unites you in spirit and heart with, with others. And I remember the morning that Kathy died. I was on my way to work. It was a beautiful morning. And a trumpet player was, was practicing his long tones as I passed through the station. And he was playing a gospel song so slowly. I couldn't identify it because he was playing it so slowly. When I got to the school... I said, aha, aha, I know the song. It's Blessed Assurance, that old, old blessed assurance. Jesus mm-hmm. is mine. And I got inside the school. And I felt very satisfied that I had identified that song. And forever, that song will be in my heart. You know, it just reminds me of that morning.
2: And uh, Before we talk a little, we're going to hear another song from you. And uh, if not for you, right? Is, yes, play, yes. In segment. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, this is my most recently uh, recorded song. Uh, I didn't write the music. This is an exception. I usually write the music, but I was performing in a restaurant in Queens, and a couple approached me um, and wanted to know if they could... The the husband is Paul Coletti, an architect and a composer, and they had lost a son in 2001 to suicide, and his name uh, is Scott, Scott Coletti, their son, and he sent me some music and one of the pieces really moved me melodically and i put the lyrics my twin sister helped me a little bit uh, mary her name is and we put the lyrics together it's called if not for you and it's more um it's a different stage of grieving maybe where you get to the point where you realize that the love that you feel some for 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 someone you've lost is greater than the loss itself so it's a kind of a different stage
2: Good. All right. Let's hear that then, if not for you.
4: I'd give up mine if not for you.
2: Oh, that is beautiful. Your voice is amazing. The range thank is so you. touching and, and beautiful.
1: It, it's gorgeous, Anne. Thank you, and I thank Paul Coletti for uh, reaching out to me.
2: Yeah, really wonderful. And the words, if not for you, we mm-hmm. wouldn't be who we were without these wonderful people right, in our lives. Right,
1: right. It's, it's exactly the message of the song. Even though we would never know heartbreak, we would also never know the promise of, of springtime.
2: Absolutely. Well, tell us a little bit about Kathy. Uh, with anorexia, it must have been uh, a long-term thing for your family to, to yes. struggle with her. Yes, um,
1: we we were aware of it uh, when she was in high school, and my family was very proactive. She she received help and counseling. She we many times as a large family it was difficult for us to get to group therapy, but we did several times in a year. Over the years, we would get together with her psychologist, and we were there for her. She was always supported with with love, and um, that's one thing that we we can't feel um, was missing. We have no regrets, and, and as far as that, of course, you regret that it's such an unknown it's such a disease of the mind and you watch a person a beautiful person a talented person intelligent person a mother of two um just just vanishing away before your eyes and ultimately she her body couldn't uh handle the abuse from for many years of the anorexia wow well, and and i was noticing I, I was looking up on the internet about
0: anorexia mm-hmm. and kind of i know a lot about because i've treated clients with it but I didn't realize that 10 million people suffer from eating disorders each year in the United States. Five to 10 percent die, and three people die daily. Wow, I, I, that I didn't know. Three people daily. So this is a huge, huge problem in our country, and there is so many demands on women mm-hmm. around body image. Oh, I, think. I agree. Like you can, and it, the whole saying of. You can never be too thin. My mom and I were talking about this in the show. You know, you hear people say you can never be too thin, which is not true.
1: You can be, and people die of cardiac arrest. Of course. Of course. And I think in, in the United States especially, there's such a media frenzy on, you know, the the, the marketing for beauty and the biggest loser, and it's, all, it's so important to lose weight. And we're so plagued by it that it's, it's you know, we don't really realize how pervasive the problem is and how targeted even young girls feel, for body and you know age. I
2: think you hit on a on a really important note for our audience, Anne, and that is, and I think. That most families are doing whatever they can mm-hmm. for these through these people in their lives, and it's mainly women, but there is some male anorexia mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. But the families are really trying. I mean, it it is not the family's fault. The families are trying, trying to help these people, and the people who have anorexia are trying to help themselves. It's, like you say, it's it's an incredible problem.
0: And, and it's and like you said, Anna, it's a, it's a disease of the mind. Yes, it's the messages we're telling ourselves, not the messages that the world is giving us.
1: Right. I mean the messages the world d- some, some of them don 't help for sure right. there 's also some interesting work being done with the neurotransmitters in the brain mm. on a different it 's kind of a different direction to take it, but um, that looks promising it 's almost like reprogramming certain patterns of the brain through um, hypnotherapy and sounds tones musical tones actually to to change the body 's energy and vibration. Mm. Interesting. That's fabulous.
2: Well, uh, we're going to want to play another song of yours until next time. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, this is a um, very—I don't believe in saying goodbye. I like to say until next time. And my twin sister and I, Mary and I, wrote this song shortly after we lost Kathy because she left behind two little girls. At the time, they were four and eight years old. And what would Mommy say to them? What would Kathy's words be to Bridget and Maggie? She would say, you know, until next time. It's almost here. I'm going to see you soon. And that's the message of the song. It's really like a toast. It's a, it's very upbeat. And uh, people play it for for reunions. I've, I know of a couple that plays it when her, the husband is traveling out of town. They play it on the way to the airport. It's kind of a song of, of reunion.
2: Oh, good. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Uh, it looks like Heidi will probably go out of this segment with it, I think. Is that right, you and Ivan?
0: Uh, yes, we'll, we'll go out of the segment with until next time.
2: Okay, and so you're listening to the uh, Open to Hope show, uh, brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation, and now we're going to hear until next time.
4: More Open to Hope Radio is coming.
2: song was wonderful. Until next time, beautiful. Tell people how they can get your CD in.
1: Okay. My CD is uh, available through my website, which is www.annesmithgirlb.com. That's A N N E. Smith, S-M-I-T-H, girl, G-I-R-L, B, as in banana. My twin sister was born first,
2: so she was tagged uh, Girl A in the hospital, and I had Girl B. That's great. Well, listen, tell us, now you're in Manhattan, and and where are you going to be performing? Um,
1: My website actually will give the dates of any performances in New York, um, I also have a recent performance on YouTube, so if you go to YouTube Broadcast Yourself and put in the video search um, "Anne Smith Girl B, there are 11 clips, 11 songs that I performed. Yeah. Wonderful. And are any of those songs the
0: ones you performed yes. today? Oh, beautiful.
2: That's great. Well, uh, when we go out of our whole the whole show, we're going to do... Um, Somewhere over the rainbow, that you did. It's, it's just such a beautiful rendition. And and why did you decide to do that? And have you got any thoughts about that?
1: Um, it was a song that my sister Kathy had always loved, and it's a song. It's a song that I I think everyone really responds to for different meanings. It's, it's a hope song, is not right. it? right. Um, so and I, it's got an unusual verse that many people have not heard at the beginning. And I just decided it would be a great uh, opener.
2: That's great. Well, uh, tell us, uh, give uh, our audience some thoughts and advice about about healing and music. And I mean, what have you learned from from the loss of Kathy? And how have you made it through?
1: Um, that's a really important thing for anybody who's who's going through this. Uh, it's ongoing, and not to to limit yourself to any timeline or or that you know a particular stage. You know, you might feel anger after you have supposedly already passed the anger phase. You might, you know, it's all a jumble. So each person is different. The main thing I would say is please don't isolate yourself. That is very detrimental when you get, when you're alone with your thoughts and you don't, and you're not reaching out, you go within. Even if you're not a musician or an artist of any kind, reach out you know uh, talk to someone do something kind for another person don't isolate yourself and time passes and it truly does get better it truly does
2: it's hard to believe that i know for some of those folks out there where it's so new and heidi and i always say we we named the foundation the open to hope foundation because we're saying to you all out there if you don't have any hope right now that you're ever going to feel better again lean on ours and lean on ends because we can tell you that there is hope in the future
1: it's so important what you're doing thank you
2: Yeah, and how about you, Heidi? Have you got any thoughts on that or before we Well,
0: just to add to what you and Anne have said, just to be open to the idea of eventually having hope in your life again. Um, We're here to tell you that there is hope in your future. And as Anne said, don't put time limits on yourself. And we're not here to tell you to get over those that we've loved. We will never be over Kathy and Scott, nor do we want to. We're incorporating them in our lives in new ways. To get over them would be to get over myself and to get over my past. I don't want to do that. But we're learning new ways to bring those that we've lost and loved into our lives and to keep them there.
2: Absolutely. And look at all the inspiration Kathy's given you, Anne.
1: It's a blessing,
2: really. Yeah. I wonder. Well, Anne, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today and also for your your music and your voice. And what a wonderful gift. And, and how wonderful that you came to Compassionate Friends to sing before, uh, I don't know, probably a 1,000 people who have had... Uh, losses. It's it's a wonderful thing that you do. It's a
1: powerful, I, very powerful experience. Being being
0: in the audience, a compassionate friend. I mean, being there s- performing mm-hmm. and knowing that you've got you're performing in front of fifteen hundred to two thousand bereaved families. Mm-hmm. I bet that's a whole new experience as far as the emotion and the energy yes. in that room is. Yes, and
1: very intense. An amazing thing.
0: Yeah, and I always love having siblings on the show to give voice to the siblings and having siblings that are singing about sibling loss because we don't have enough of those voices out there and oftentimes we can feel like the unacknowledged group I want to mention something mom because we do have actually a few minutes here and I want to mention um and recent completed children's story and she can talk a little bit about that before we we go it's called the dancing tree secret and it was, it was inspired by the loss of her younger sister, Kathy, who we're talking about today. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Anne, can you tell us more about your uh, new book, The Dancing Tree's Secret?
1: Yes. Um, it's a, it's a, I call it a family book, but it's a Mother Tree and her two daughters. Uh, they're cut down. And what I've used for the illustrations in the book are ballet dancers from New York City, and they're costumed as trees. And it's they really choreograph the story of loss, and it's kind of a multidisciplinary uh, approach to dealing with grief. It's very visual; that children who cannot read can see it, and through the images and the poetry, understand and feel what's going on. But ultimately, the trees are made into objects that that reflect the, uh, the essence of their spirits when they were living as trees. So it's a, it's a book about transformation, and for me, it was a really really. Uh, uh, journey of healing for me and a way of another way of recognizing my sister and uh, honoring her spirit.
0: And, and it's gorgeous. I've seen it and Anne is in the process of getting it published right now and once it is published you'll be able to go to her website and, and order this, a copy of this. Um, and I want to thank Anne today so much for being on the show, for bringing more awareness about issues that come when we lose brothers and sisters and for helping people all over the globe heal through the power of her music please go to her website and order her CD. It's really inspirational. Thanks, Anne. Thank you, Thank.
1: Gloria.
4: Just